Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Ray and Tay Today. Talking sports with friends. Fellas, just talk about sports. Here it is, y'all. We're on the air. Sit on the sofa, throw your hands in the air. We're talking sports so you can come on and listen. NFL predictions, what you're missing, nothing. We got you covered for college football, too. Hello, 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 and welcome to the show. This is Ray and Tay today. Ray, are you with us? Can't hear Ray right now. Well, this is Tay, Eric Taylor, and man, we have got the show to end 2017, and I'm telling you, it is going to be fun. Let's see if we can get Ray in. Ray, you with us? So we're working on Ray, but right now, there's some gentlemen who are nervous about Monday after this NFL season, and um, I will tell you that Todd Bowles hello, just got his hello. extension. There you go, Ray. Now you're there. Uh, now I'm here. Okay. Hello. Yeah, hello. Man. So are are you are you, football. Are, are you excited for the last show? We got tons to talk about before we get to the NFL picks. Todd Bowles is keeping his job, man. We know, as we call it, Pink Monday is coming. And they say Kirk, Dirk Cutter and Jay Gruden have sort of promises Monday morning after we make our picks. Let's talk about it right now. Five to eight coaches. You know, I said eight to ten. Maybe Carol Arians retire. Todd Bowles, he's not one of them. He deserved it. What are your thoughts? What's going to happen? How many guys will be very upset on New Year's Day in the NFL? Well, I always said it was going to be around six. So, you know, eight, ten is too many. The NFL does have a short leash, but you don't want to be hiring coaches. First of all, it's expensive because it's not only the head coach, it's all the assistant coaches. And then you want some continuity. Most of the best franchises, whether they were good or bad, tend to have to only a handful of coaches. I mean, you look at the Giants, for example. They'll have a new coach, obviously, because they got an interim tag on Spagnuolo. But the those better franchises, even in down seasons, they tend to stick with their head coach. So I think six, five, six, seven at most. I mean, that that's where I see it. Yeah, we could get some surprises. You know, maybe Pete Carroll doesn't want to do a rebuild of his – defense and his team you never know uh if the browns keep you know hugh jackson or not you know obviously we know the Bengals, colts and giants are probably going to be doing something if the titans lose maybe malarkey's gone so we'll see anyway let's get to the picks we got a lot to talk about panthers at falcons there's nine games in the afternoon all with playoff implications and we'll pick the the the, the most interesting ones of those ray you go up first. Panthers at Falcons. What's going to happen? The Panthers could go up to the two seed. Falcons win or go home, potentially, if the Seahawks win or lose. I think the Falcons need this game 
Obviously, the Falcons need this game more. Carolina's in the playoffs. Falcons are the defending NFC champs, could have been the defending Super Bowl champs had it not been for a little fourth quarter keep away that they didn't play. I just think that the Falcons have too much to too much to lose, and I think that they're on a roll second half of the season, as is Carolina. But I just think this game means more to them. They'll find their groove offensively. They'll do enough to, to, to box up uh, uh, your boy Cam Newton. Christian McCaffrey next year probably will be able to do a little bit more offensively and carry this team in crunch time. I don't know that I'm resting my playoff, you know, seeding on Christian McCaffrey. So I, I, just the, the stars – and the moon have lined up, I think, second half of the season for the Falcons. I think they they win this game. A decent game. I'll say 24-20. I agree with almost all of your assessment except for Superman. Superman is in Carolina, and I have a funny feeling that Superman will do enough to show up and keep this thing going for the Panthers and the Falcons. They haven't been able to get to the quarterback this year, Vic Beasley. You know, Deion Jones has played great, but the, the, there's no pressure on the quarterback. And if you can't get pressure on Cam, he'll run, he'll dance, he'll do a spin, a fake Only against the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, man. I, listen, I, I just think they wind up pulling it off. 24-23, Panthers over the Falcons, which leaves the door open for what I think will happen. Let's get to the Bills and Dolphins. Miami, they can play spoiler. The Bills win. And they need uh, the Ravens or some or the Titans to lose one of those teams, just one, and they can get in. Who you got in this one? I think Miami does play spoiler. They do just enough to win the game. They've got enough talent where they've had some good wins and some close games. Uh, I think Buffalo and Miami are, are, are closer than they are apart, and I think this game is in Miami. And it gives them a little bit of a, you know, a, a nice finish to a season where they were competitive at times. Miami had some, uh, had some stretches where they looked decent. So I, I think they win also a close game. I'll say 24-23 Miami in a last-second field goal. I hate to agree with you because I want the Bills Mafia in their longest playoff streak to drought to end, but – it doesn't happen, and that is mainly because of that silly Nathan Peterman Charger game that the coach messed up. And I think the Dolphins win 26-23. The Bills go home. Do the Bengals win against – I mean, do the Ravens beat the Bengals in cold? And, oh, by the way, Sunday, New Year's Eve, they're saying that these games, about 210 million people of our over 300 plus million of the country will be playing or being in sub 32 degree temperatures. It's going to be very, very, bitterly cold. I think the Ravens take care of the Bengals to make the playoffs. I say they win this like 27, 20 and advance. What do you got for the Ravens Bengals? No reason to think that the Bengals will play for anything. They've kind of laid down Marvin Lewis's, Obviously, play, coaching his last game. I don't know that he's this raw rock coach that's going to get them to play. So they played for him last uh, week and beat Detroit, though, Ray. Yeah, that's true. That might be their one game, though. I just I just look at this team. I'm so disappointed in. I like the Ravens. Okay. So Jaguars Titans, <laughs> you jump at it first. This one, the Titans win. They're in. If they lose, they could be out, depending on what happens with the other teams. 
The Jaguars don't really need this for seeding. I think they're secure in the third seed. What do you got for this one? Is Malarkey coaching for his job? Winner or go home or win or get fired? I don't think he's coaching for his job. I think he'll stay, he'll remain the coach. You know, Mariota's coming back this year. Mariota had a an up and down season. The game means more to Tennessee, and I think Tennessee puts it together. I think Mariota finds a way to score touchdowns in the red zone. I think Henry carries the load. Like you said, Jacksonville, not only are they not playing for anything, they don't even know how to play from ahead, right? They don't know how to play as a winner. They haven't been winners in, in 10 years. So they'll, they're happy, I think, content with their number three seed, getting ready for a playoff game next week. I like I like Tennessee. Actually, they win pretty easily. I think they run away with it. I'll say they win 29-17. This one's hard for me because for some reason I just haven't, and I predicted the Tennessee Titans to make the playoffs, but it's been a weird season, and I want to think that they'll win, but the Jaguars' defense, they're still hungry. So I don't know if the Jaguars rest a couple of people or maybe they're, you know, Marone and Coughlin are, you know, trying to build something, so maybe they, you know, end it on a strong note. Either way, something happens, and the Titans get upset. I think the Jaguars win this one in a close one, 23-20, and I do think wow. Malarkey is going to get the ax and the Titans go home. The Chargers against the Oakland Raiders. Raiders have nothing to play for, Ray, but the Chargers, if they win, with some help, they can get in. What happens with the Los Angeles Chargers? Are they dancing or what? No, they won't. I think, actually, the Raiders find a way to win this game. You know, these AFC West rivals – they just would love to stick it to each other and keep them out of the play. Right. And it's like a home game because the Raiders are back in L.A., so they're already saying all yeah. the Raiders fans will be there. It's, it's pretty funny. Raiders fans will outnumber Chargers fans. So I think the Raiders win this game. I think they win one for, the, for Al Davis, you know, the old menace of a, a – you know, the NFL thought of him as a menacing owner, bringing his team to L.A., suing the, suing the league, bringing them back – so I like the Raiders to win one, go out with a bang, put up some points, even though they're a little banged up on offense. Still like them to win, I'll say, 30-27 to 27 in a high-scoring game. Okay, we'll get to our caller in a second. Um, obviously, the, the, the Rams, they're just playing for seeding, so that's not important. The Saints could lose their seed. That game's not so big. But the Seahawks hosting the Cardinals, Ray, our last NFL game, do the Seahawks beat Arizona to get in? Well, I guess if you have the Falcons win and you say no, what do you think happens in this game? Does the Seahawks win and just fall short anyway? Yes. I think the Seahawks, look, I've been, maybe I've been giving them too much credit all season long, but I still think they have the heart of a champion. They're banged up a little bit. Certainly their ego's a little bruised. They've been run on more than usual. They've been scored on more than usual. Too much of the load is on Russell Wilson. All that's true but I still think they win. They win the game, and because Atlanta wins, they don't make the playoffs. But I still think they take care of business in this game. It's kind of nice that all the games are being decided during the At the, the same day. time, nobody's looking at the scoreboard before the game. It's perfect. The NFL, no they Sunday finally night did something game, right. No Monday game. They did it right. Competitive balance and New Year's Eve, they did it right. Okay, I got the Seahawks. I think they win – but mm, spreads like eight and a half. I think they cover. I think they win 26-17, and I think the Seahawks get the sixth seed. 
and Russell Wilson has a shot in the playoffs. But uh, before we get to the college, let's bring in our caller. I know it's our buddy from Atlanta who probably got something to say about the Seahawks or the Falcons getting in. Hello, caller. You're on the show with Ray and Tay. Indeed. How y'all doing, man? Good. Hey, what's what's going on? Merry Christmas. How you feeling? I'm good, man. I'm glad I missed the picks too, man, because, I mean, at this point, picking the NFL, man, you know, (laughs) there's no skill in it, man. You're just flipping a coin, man. You can sit there and crunch all the numbers and do all the study you want, and then you go out there and you watch Case Keenum throw 40 touchdowns or whatever. Whatever. (laughs) Well, let's get to the fun, and you want to have fun with us, so we're going to talk about the big college games. Obviously, tonight, the Cotton Bowl, USC against Ohio State. Ray, you know I've been anti-JT Barrett the whole season. Nas, I'm not sure if you know that, but listen, the Pac-12 has put up duds. Only Utah has won. They've given up an average of 35 points a game, except except Utah held West Virginia to 14. So the Pac-12 is duds, as we've seen in all these bowl games. The question is, does Sam Darnold have something for Josh Rosen, for the NFL scouts, and for Ohio State? What do you guys say? I say negative. You give Urban Meyer four weeks to prepare. He takes care of business. Uh, You know, I like this team. Ohio State talent-wise, they're so deep. JT Barrett's a fifth-year senior. These guys are more talented, more explosive. And when you've got one guy, sort of like the Bill Belichick, right, if you can take Sam Darnold away, you can't really take him away from USC, right, but if you can neutralize him, you just let those studs that Ohio State have run all up and down the field. They're even more athletic than SC, and I, I just think they take care of business. Pull away in the second half, maybe win big, thirty to twenty. Wow, what you got? Yeah. I'm kind of on the same thing, man. I, I just think if, as long as you limit the amount of uh, effect JT Barrett has on the game, as far as Ohio State, like make simple decisions, get the ball out of his hands quickly. Don't let him uh, be the deciding factor, have him running more than passing. And, you know, great college quarterback that he is, limited as he is, uh, he can't be effective. So, yeah, I, I will go with Urban Meyer and the Ohio State. You know, I see you win this one. Boom. Tay disagrees. I'm anti-Buckeye. I'm all about the Wolverines and Tide, but I'm going to tell you that Sam Darnold with the Okay, don't get emotional. Season. Don't get emotional. And people doubt in him. He rises up for the Pac-12. He rises up for the Trojan. He rises up for the number one pick to be the quarterback of the Browns next year. And he leads a victory over Ohio State in the Cotton Bowl with a shootout over 350 yards. And they win a crazy game shootout 38-37. Sam Darnold ends his college career on a stamp and high note, and that's what I got for you. Let's go to the games as we're getting towards January 1st. Another big matchup, Washington against Penn State. Does Saquon Barkley have one more statement in him as his career ended really on a downer, um, not even being invited to New York? What do you guys think for the Heisman? Yeah, Barkley, you know, Barkley, I- Barkley. I, I think we see 30-plus carries. And they're going to win it. Best player on the field, give them the ball. Uh, don't play around with it. So, yeah, we go ahead with Penn. Penn State. On special teams, too, right? This guy is touching the ball every which way. 
He's going pro. They're going to use him. They're going to, you know, work him like a workhorse. Yeah, I, I just don't think that uh, Washington, who looked good through about half the season, they can be beaten. And so, uh, yeah, I like Penn State in this game. Totally agree. I like Penn State, maybe 31-24. And then we have really solid game, the U, Miami, and their turnover chain against Wisconsin. This one is fascinating because, you know, you've got the ACC, Big Ten, you know, them and the ACC, the three of them battling for the best conference. What do you guys, Ray, you start first. What do you think about uh, number six against number 10? So it's interesting. This is a home game from Miami because it's playing in Hard Rock Stadium. (laughs) Real Rock from the Rock. And Wisconsin is a a five-and-a-half-point favorite. So, obviously, people like Wisconsin in this game. And Wisconsin was out-athleted, if that's a word, against uh, Ohio (laughs) State in the Big Ten, right? And so – Miami is one of those teams that can turn you over on defense, and I think they have enough uh, oomph to score on offense. I don't know that Wisconsin can compete in a shootout, and because the game's in Miami, I think Miami wins a close game, but I I like Miami in this game. I'll say 20, even though they have a young quarterback, I'm going to say 26-24. What you got, man? And I'm going worse. I, I think Miami blows them. I, I don't think Wisconsin is as good as uh, we thought they were. I think they got away with a lot based on schedule. Uh, that Miami, you know, that Miami team has a lot of team speed. I think we're going to see that annoying turnover chain song played a billion times, and it's going to get ugly. And the money in Madison always ruins betting lines. Like, the, the folks of Wisconsin, like, they have this weird thing to where, you know, they don't care about comes or whatever. They're betting their team. They do it every time. So I, I think they're the ones doing that, pushing all the dumb money in there. Well, in a twist of fate, I've been on Miami all year, and I told Ray to believe in them, and then they fell short after the Notre Dame game. And then I've hated and been sort of truthful and honest against Wisconsin all year. And now I'm switching it up because Wisconsin made me believers in the Michigan game, obviously not in the Ohio State game. But – I'm going to take Wisconsin to win a close game. I know Miami can score in there at home, but I think Wisconsin is more physical, and you're going to see that, and it's going to wear Miami down. They'll be overly excited, you know, maybe, you know, released too quickly, and Wisconsin wins 26-24 in the shocker, okay? Now, January 1st, Michigan-South Carolina is not even worth talking about. Let's get right to the big ones. You UCF against Auburn. This is fascinating because can UCF UCF play with some of the big boys? What do you what do you say happens in this game? No, <laughs> this is not <laughs> Boise State of uh, what 2004, I think that was right. where they beat Oklahoma with the with the little end around and you propose the proposing to the girlfriend and all that. No, this Auburn team is too good. This defense is too good. And Auburn has a couple losses, right? But those are three losses, frankly. But those are some, you know, they <laughs> those are some big time losses, right? Clemson and the two SEC losses. So no, I think that uh, this game is all about Auburn, all about Auburn's defense, and all about Auburn's dominance. So Auburn is going to be able to with with 
withhold this team from scoring. This is a this this UCF team scores fifty points a game. This is your boy Scott Frost, who's basically checked out, right? Heading back to the Nebraska franchise that uh, he won his Heisman Trophy, Auburn, all day. So Steedham, Johnson, Davis, too much Auburn, too much defense, too much ball control, too much SEC athleticism. So I'll say Auburn wins pretty big. Um, I'll say uh, 25-17. What you got, Nye? Yeah, I'll go even worse. I think Auburn destroys them. Uh, Typically when you get the the upsets like this, it'll be against a finesse team that kind of, you know, is talented and you find a way to out-scheme them or you outwork them. The problem with Auburn is they just beat you up. So the O-line and D-line are going to be the things that matter, and I think they're going to blow those kids off the ball, and it's going to get real ugly early. Uh, those games against Georgia and Bama, like in the trenches, man, that looks damn near like NFL football. Man. Yeah, that was He's NFL really football, good exactly. Guy. Yeah, and they're physical, man. I totally agree. I do think UCF, with their speed, they might be able to score a little bit. But it'll be it'll get pulled away. I actually think it's like thirty four twenty one. Now again, even even more fancy in the Chick Fil A joint, right? Notre Dame, LSU. A lot of people are really looking forward to seeing this matchup. What do you guys think? You know what? I can't bet against Coach O. <laughs> <laughs> I love oh, Coach O, man. man. They, they oh, get that kid going. <laughs> For one game, Coach O can get him to play. Uh, I think in the long run, I, you know, I'm not sure about it, but as a uh, long right. run, long term, you know, hold down the franchise down there in Baton Rouge. But look, Etling and Geis and these boys, they need to score points because you know Notre Dame is coming. And just like you give Urban Meyer four weeks to defend and and put some offensive schemes together, Brian Kelly for four weeks is getting these Notre Dame boys ready. And even though, you know, I'm not in love with Wimbush, but this kid Adams, when he's healthy, was running for a lot of touchdowns, couldn't be stopped, big back, speed, got some moves in the hole. I just don't see all, uh, sorry, LSU being able to match Notre Dame if it gets to a shootout, which I think it will. So I think Notre Dame wins, I'll say 31-23. What you got, man? You got LSU? You go with LSU, huh? I'm sticking with LSU. I think Notre Dame has kind of struggled against some of these more athletic teams we've seen them against, uh, the Georgia game, the Miami Mm -hmm. game. So I think team speed and strength matter, and you can kind of nullify some of that Brian Kelly stuff. But uh, he scared me definitely when he talked about Brian Kelly having four weeks. Uh, that definitely did scare me when he said that. Not going to lie. Well, I think Ray is right. I, I think Notre Dame, I feel like this is a, a game for their future of Kelly staying there and recruiting. I think LSU, their roster is not as good as maybe the last four or five years LSU. I think they, they put a lot of gentlemen in the league that play on Sundays. And I think it'll, it'll equal out, and I think Notre Dame can can edge them. I think it's going to be like 31-26. I'll take Notre Dame pulling out. Now the semifinals, this is what it's all about. Number three, Georgia, against number two, Oklahoma, them Sooners with the Heisman Trophy winner, potential first-round pick. Ray, is it them Bulldogs or them Sooners, man? 
you know what? This might be the best game of the of the day. And it's such a clash of styles. Uh Mahoma both from both from Big Five conferences, right? Oklahoma's a high-scoring, high-powered Baker Mayfield. I'm the Heisman Trophy winner, you know, running away with it. And then you got Georgia, team that looked great, was number one for a minute, then lost, then jumped back into it, beat Auburn. Everybody thought Auburn was the new king of the SEC. And I think the common thread, though, is they still play defense. And I believe they'll keep Oklahoma grounded, and it'll be close. But you know what? Oklahoma has just enough to beat them. Uh, I think they'll play an ugly game, turnover-filled game. I think Oklahoma's just a little bit better on offense, and they'll get it done in the fourth quarter, maybe pulling away. Sloppy game, but I'll say 24 20 Three Oklahoma pulls it out. Wow! What you got, man? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not much to argue with what he said. And the thing people are forgetting is Oklahoma had a lot of defenders that were hurt during the season. That defense appears to be healthy now, so it's not the mismatch people are thinking as far as uh, high explosive offense against a great defense. No, Oklahoma's pretty good on both sides of the ball, and I just don't see Georgia scoring twenty points and. Oklahoma. And, you know, the true freshman, great as he is, you know, there are a lot of limitations with that passing game. So if Oklahoma can stuff the run, I mean, Georgia really has no other answers. So as much as I want them to win, I I just don't see it. I totally have to agree with what both of you gentlemen said. Georgia, their defense, though, has stepped up when it's needed to. So I don't think Baker will have his field day that he's used to having in the Big 12. At the end of the day, though, I think it put up 20 cents. So I think that they win 27-20, and Baker and the Sooners continue this carpet ride to the championship. Number four, Bama, against number one, Clemson, part three. Therese, what happens in the Rose Bowl? Well, these two teams (laughs) – have quietly become, you know, the the Celtics and the and the Lakers of the '80s, where they just met in the finals every year. I mean, this, this is the semis, obviously, but uh, this is one that I want to see. Uh, the real question is, can Kelly Bryant step up against that Alabama defense in clutch time and create plays like Deshaun Watson did two years in a row? Now, we know he's got some talent on offense, and we know they can run the ball. We also know Alabama's lost like 15 linebackers. And, you know, they're so deep. They're, they're calling up high school kids to play because uh, you know, they, they've been injured more than any, you know, big te- you know, sort of big five team I can remember in, in recent history. So, oh, boy, this game is, is going to be a good one. I just think ultimately Nick Saban is going to come up with some kind of blitz scheme that's going to confuse Bryant. And even though he's been sitting back there, he's really his only one year of, of, of you know, big-time college football. And I just think Alabama wins in a close game. You know, it, 
I've, I've picked Alabama both times the last couple of years. I just thought that they were the better team. But for some reason, Clemson was up to it. They had the kryptonite. And you could argue Clemson. It was Deshaun Watson was that reason. <laughs> and, well, that may be. Deshaun Watson and Dabo has them believing. Um, so Etienne and Kane, I mean, these guys can play, but it just just feels like Alabama, and they're hungry. They had that one loss. You know, the loss and not even playing in the SEC championship game might be the worst thing to happen because Clemson can't, you know, there's Alabama's hungry again. So I like yeah. Alabama to win this game. I think it'll be close. I think it'll be a relatively high-scoring game. Um, so I'll say 30-28 to 28 Alabama. Mm-hmm. What you got? Yeah, I'm going with the traditional uh, formula for beating Nick Saban, uh, mobile quarterback, able to kind of exploit some of their aggressiveness. And, I, I, like, I hate to say this, man, but uh, we were all wrong on Dabo from day one, and I think Dabo goes up on Nick again, and that's something people are going to have wow. to sit with. I'm going Clemson. Well, he's getting paid you know, like Nick, we, so. I, Think about how long it's been since we've said Clemson's go Clemson. Yeah. <laughs> Think about well, that. listen, I'll tell you this. Ray broke it down and had me contemplating, like, wow, Mad can do it. And I always think about the best players on the field, right? You think about Harris, Scarborough, and Ridley, a first-round pick wide receiver. Not love in love with Jalen Hurts, the injuries on Bama's defense. But every week I said on our show, you can go back and listen. Clemson travels with the best offensive and defensive line. Bama's defensive line is not what it used to be. And I think Kelly Bryant, as he was crowned from Deshaun Watson being better than him, I think Bryant steps up to have the best game he's ever had. And surprisingly, I'm going against my team and Nick Saban. I think Clemson wins 33-27 in another classic game in round three. And we'll talk about the championship next week or so. (laughs) So, look, that's the end of the 2017 season. We got some great games, some great picks. Obviously, Nye's a great caller. We've had great callers all year. I will end it on this note since I'm out here in the desert, man. Bobby Hurley's got something going. Number three, Arizona is battling number 17, Arizona State against number 17, Arizona, the Wildcats. Who wins, fellas? This is huge. The Sun Devils, who've already beaten Kansas and Xavier, or the Wildcats, Sean Miller, flexing point guard against point guard. What do you guys think? Oh, man. I haven't watched a second of college basketball. I got to defer to you guys. Uh, Yeah, you know what? At the beginning of the year, you thought to yourself, Arizona has two or three of the top players on the field, on the front of the field, on the court. But I tell you what, this Arizona State team, man, I haven't seen you know full games, but I've certainly been watching them and keep my eye on them. They, they three can play. Guards. Yeah, they can play. Um, but don't you think that Arizona is is about time for them to wake up? Right, conference play is starting. Yeah. Pac-12 basketball starting. I'm going to go with Arizona. I'm going to say, look. The new kids aren't quite ready to be number three in the country. They, they're undefeated, but they'll catch their first L. I, I, I like Arizona in this game. I want to see this game played twice and maybe three times in the in the Pac-12 uh, 
you know, championship totally, or, yeah. or maybe even semis. So, yeah, I, I like Arizona, though. I, I think that, uh, that Sean Miller's got a little more experience playing in these high-profile top 25 games than, than Danny Hurley. Bob, yeah, Bobby Hurley. I think Danny's coaching yeah, in uh, Seton Hall, isn't he? Or some, but I, I totally agree with you, and I think Arizona State is going to push him to the limit, but they'll win at home. This one at U of A, and I think they'll be done. So, look, everybody enjoy Week 17 in the NFL. We'll be talking about Pink Monday with the pink slips to see what happens in the playoffs and all that. So have a great sports weekend and happy new year. Be safe out there. Stay warm, get a blanket, the marshmallows, fireplace, some champagne, do it right. Says the guy in Arizona. It's cold. I woke up this morning with 42 degrees. Yeah, well, we've got, we've got like 15 on the East coast. So. (laughs) All right, well, great call. Happy New Year. I'm going to see Star Wars tomorrow. The Last Jedi. I hope it's good. You know, we'll see what happens. All right. All right, fellas. Be good. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Go Steelers.